Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Crypto Yams Sessions with the Boys. Hopefully you guys are having a great goddamn day. Uh, to start things off today, we got Jay, the man, Giga Jay, Mr. <laughs> What's the new name? Mark Roundhouse in the house. All of the above, my brother. I appreciate <laughs> it. Excellent. I'll let you take it away, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, so been a pretty boring week, huh? It's like all this action. Bitcoin was a party last week, you know, is uh, depending on what side you're on, but sure did move. And then, yeah, it's kind of thought after a big move like that, you'll probably simmer for a little bit, chill before the next move plays out. So what? We've been bouncing between about not quite 30, about 31,000 and like 28,000, right? For about for about the whole week. So pretty tight little range there. Lots of trading going on from high to low, really. But what I'm kind of looking for in particular is if we're going to get this continuation to the further on the downside right now. Um, We're at like 29,000 or so right now, give or take for most of the day. 29 to 30,000, really. We've been here for a couple days now. And at this point, looking at everything and kind of feeling like we uh we dropped down a little bit more not past where we were before like twenty five thousand. i'm talking like i've got a green box here uh for those uh listening on our podcast sorry i wish you could see this green box it's an amazing green box you would be astounded at how wonderful this box is and uh target is from about twenty seven thousand seven hundred down to about twenty seven thousand even that would be kind of a target for me to see if we swing uh, kind of like through the lows again and Mm -hmm. get a little bit of liquidity from down here from uh, long traders. See if we can uh, maybe get some stop losses. Might might pop a little bit below 27, but inevitably bounce up from there. I'm kind of expecting some sort of move along that line. Um, And the reason for this box, pretty easy i just do some fibonacci pull like always good old fibonacci if you don't know uh how to properly do fibonacci pulls by the way uh we do have well a giant community dedicated to training all of this uh we also have youtube resources um both crypto potato uh and j trades crypto youtube channels have videos that talk about divergences fibonacci all of that uh plus the crypto yams website of course but Enough of that. Uh, I, I'm seeing that we've got like a golden pocket pullback here pretty much from the low to the high. So if we go to like 25,000-ish, right, that we dropped down to like a week ago, that crazy, crazy time, and we popped up to like 31.5, that would give us about a 27.5 uh, pullback. And then uh, to get in, back into the golden pocket pretty much, that's pretty typical, man. And then from there, I just do the extension from the next high there at 31.5 down to 28.6 and that leads us right into pretty common extensions 382.5618 as well so when you just combine two fibonacci pulls together it gives you a pretty nice little uh target there about 27.7 to about 27 even i think we just watch for a reaction around that area and if we get you know some heavy support there some sort of bounce and then we watch for triple confirmation watch for the hourly the four hour see if we start getting sides of turnaround could be a good move here could be a move up to this like 32 5 34 5 range that's that's where i'm inevitably targeting up to like 34 5 uh before we end up probably swinging lower again 
That's kind of my thought, man. What do you think in there? Does it all make sense? Am I just crazy? Or is this a genius idea? You know, I think I think you're onto something, but at the same time, I don't. I I just with the way that the twelve hour and the four hour divs are stacking up, I'm actually thinking that we're going to touch thirty two first, popping into that six one eight zone, and then more than likely popping down into your green box um, before figuring out, you know, if we're going to find support there and use you know a much larger, let's say, twelve hour divergence to then pump us up from there. But I think just because we're going into the weekend and because we've been pushing down throughout the week, right, and consolidating sideways, I think the more likely thing here, because we haven't seen the sell, the well, you know, the, the more pushing since we've been consolidating, um, I think we're going to pop up first, hit the resistance. Like I said, it lines up with the 618 and that 32,500, very crucial level. And, you know, because obviously it's a weekend, volume's low, we're not going to get through it more than likely. But... You know, to see a rejection there and then to come down and create a much bigger divergence, it's almost like a like a, a triple swing, right? We swing up, we reject, we swing down, we reject, or we, you know, find support, and then we make the move. Like a boom, like a one, two, three step, like a waltz. You know, I'm I'm kind of thinking that's where we're going. Just like I said, just I mean, daily's not really showing you signs yet, but if you look at 12 hour and eight hour, they're giving you a much clearer kind of we want to kind of move up and and at the same time the four hour market structure you know which was ranging has now um given us a bullish market structure and that just happens i believe this morning or early early in the in the night last night so i mean it yeah i think that's a possibility for sure um you know like i said the the weekend usually does the opposite of what the week does or has done so it would make sense for us to pop up there reject you know a little like break our range essentially we break the range so that's good to go and then we reject because you know the resistance with no volume is probably going to shove us back down um and depending on how the bears come in we may not get to your green box and we may and i mean I, i think you know just as we spoke about i think it was on wednesday or monday just ranging between 32 and like 27 25 is kind of where we're stuck here now until we see clear signs of of breakage in those time frames. Yeah, and I'm seeing that too with like 32.6 or so was our yeah. high before. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Maybe we come up and retest that mm-hmm. and uh, see how that goes. Probably form some hidden bearish divergences along yeah. the way. That would make a lot of sense to me as well to probably get get people just a little bit bullish Drop it down on them some. That does make sense. BBWP yeah. too. Volatility is looking really low. The last time uh, we talked about having some blue days, meaning super low, something's coming, right? And that was back in the end of April. And right. that's when we eventually ended up with this massive move. Well, it's getting pretty low again. What are we down to like, what, 13%? So yeah, there. I, I would say probably within the next like week or two, we're going to see probably something along the lines of what happened last time, right? Or eventually it just kind of loads up and we'll see what direction we go. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that that we got to keep in mind too, I mean, if the 12-hour range breaks to the upside and we we turn what, what we've been bouncing off of uh, market structure line-wise at about 28.6, we may only get back down there rather than into that 27 region i mean it's it's probably more likely that it dips its toes into 27 but it could just bounce off the structure if it holds 
and it you know because we're we're technically bullish with a range you know because our fibs our fib lines are extending into 63,000 now 64 where prior we were bearish you know we found the range we're holding i think we break it we retest it and or we pop below still counting as a retest where it doesn't break into a bearish uh, market structure line again and then we go but yeah likely it, it is likely that it tests below it just we, we just don't really want to see that break and close broken kind of thing you know because that may look into continuation bear flag type of deal rejection all the bad stuff tc says uh no uh don't don't expect long-term trades to the upside right now <laughs> pretty much every time frame is like no oh, this is not happening we're going to consolidate for a bit so if you're uh, if anyone's out there like you know, you know i don't know maybe i should be buying right now i think we're going to start pumping well tc says no i think it's going to take a bit let's wait for that monthly let's wait for some uh some signs of reversal you're not going to miss the boat you know it's it's going to ride the bottoms for a bit so if you're debating let it ride the bottom for a bit get it figured out wait for some for some actual buying signs on higher time frames yes i mean if we had four hour confirmation already i would say a starting entry would be very you know not a bad idea but because we're seeing this flippy floppying back and forth you know it's just a little bit more uncertain i guess in a sense we are technically TC down, but we're looking to maybe invalidate. We invalidated the buy signal with the sell signal. If we can double invalidate by getting another buy above the sell, then we might actually, yeah, we might get the strength to jump up into 32, reject off the 618, come back down somewhere, maybe only 30. You know, if we can get back above 30, it's probably going to act as key level support again. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't wick into that 28.5 or even the 27, 27.5 kind of region. Nice. I love it. I love it. Coming to the same conclusions pretty much in that regard in different ways yet again. Absolutely. Badass. What else are you seeing, man? What else is uh, perking up right now in the market that's got you excited? I mean, you know, again, I put it out this morning in the altcoin asset channel, but I believe that Block is about to do something pretty good. Um, obviously if Bitcoin's starting to pick up over the weekend, it has a much better chance, but we have started to push through the 618 level, which is where I'm thinking, uh, we retest into the market structure line, which is like 0.01412 kind of thing. One cent, 1.2 cents region before maybe rejecting coming for a higher low, maybe in that eight to nine decimal point point nine cent kind of region. But I mean, the overall of this thing. Like, you know, the lowest levels we have here on the four day, I believe it was the four day. Yes, we've essentially double tapped the bottom here at about half a cent. And we've been diverging the whole time, at least as far as Wolfpack goes. I would much rather see a divergence as well um, on the Liberator, which we kind of see, but we don't see. You know, it's on the money flow, which is good, but it's two out of three. We might end up hitting that uh, market structure of the daily coming back down and then hopefully working our four day market structure back up or maybe creating a higher low and then using some sort of inverted head and shoulders with the divergence to push us into this next level. I mean, two to three cents is going to be very major. Essentially, it's right smack in the middle percentage wise of the whole thing. So it's going to be really hard to get back above two eight three cents. 
But once we can do that, things get very exciting. We'll probably start rounding off this bottom. We've got a lot of time to do this. So, you know, early warning signs. Things are looking pretty good. I haven't been looking at too, too many altcoins, of course, like waiting for total three to give us clear, coherent signs before, you know, we really start taking anything more than starting entries or adding to spot positions. Um, and of course, you're you're doing so with small percentages of your account being safe. But I think, I mean, the altcoins, um, the altcoins flashed a, a pretty major signal the other week, um, just being like, you know, bottoming signs of the macro. Um, it happened on ETH and it happened on a couple other kind of major type of top 100 type of coins. So potential signs, obviously we still need those macro signals to, to flip around for us before we take anything of that serious nature. But I mean, you know, everyone's talking about the death cross, blah, blah, blah. If you've been in the market for more than 10 days, like you'd know that death crosses almost never play out initially to the downside. They usually cross after you've had the move because they're so lagged or you get some sort of big fake out pump to push everyone out. And then the actual, you know, the death cross happens, you pump, you hit a lower high, you confirm the downtrend and then you, you know, essentially you try and cross back upward and it rejects. And then we have a bigger move. So I really, I yeah. really, really think that like in the midterm, you know, we're obviously going to play around these these levels that we talked about, 32, 27. But once we can break this range, um, we have a good chance of testing up into those levels previously talked about on the swing analysis. You know, 38, 500 is very key for us. 42, very key. You know, 48, we could test all the way to 48. We could even go higher. We could even make a, you know, a local higher high with divergence. It's a technical lower high on the macro. And it acts as more of a converging wave for a bigger move, you know, that that would still push us potentially into the 20K region. So we can't we can't write that off until we essentially break a higher high without uh, divergence. Bitcoin to 58K then back then goes down to 20. And, you know, that would be like, I don't know that. That's, right. It makes sense because it's it like the, the, where's maximum fuckery? Right. Yeah. The Everyone ultimate right now is bearish as balls. Oh yeah. So as soon as and as soon as we start pushing through forty again, everyone's going to become super bullish, right? Oh, you're going to be a hundred thousand dollars, baby. Because they just don't understand market structure and and uh, they they're not seeing the div and converging wave. And maybe, like I said, we get maybe two, three weeks of green, maybe a little bit more, maybe like eight weeks of green, seven, eight weeks, and then we turn right back. But I just we're we're really like. Oh, and I found out why uh, there was an inconsistency between your what you were looking at and what I was looking at. It was technically seven closed weeks of red, right? The eighth candle was the candle we're on right now, like this week. Yeah, It wasn't closed, right? So it doesn't technically count as an eighth red week. And I think we're actually turning... I mean, I think if we close above 30 by Sunday, uh, it's technically going to be a, you know, either a neutral candle or a bullish candle. Maybe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that would be the case. We'll see. We'll see. Things are starting to look pretty okay. Not great. Not amazing. Okay. On the altcoin market, actually, um, as a, for in my opinion here, I'm looking at uh, ETH BTC and Ethereum Bitcoin chart. I think looks like poo poo. The biggest, hot, steamiest poo poo. Uh oh. Yeah. 
I've been following a, uh, a, and I normally never, well, I, I wouldn't say normally never, but I rarely use triangles in, in trading. Um, but this triangle I've had going since all the way back in May of 2021 has been working extremely well uh-huh. since then. And we broke above it twice. Uh-huh. And now we've broken below it for the first time ever. Not ju- not just wicked below, we've closed below. Um, so it, <laughs> I hate the terminology, and we've probably all heard it enough times to never hear it again, and it's still too much, and that's Wyckoff distribution. But I look at this pattern on the daily. If you look at Ethereum Bitcoin on the daily, and you go back to the pump in like May of 21, this looks like Bitcoin's pattern on the daily when we went up to 64K the first time. We have a high, we have another, uh, we have another pretty much the same high. Then we have one that peaks up just a little bit more, just like we did at 64K, came down, right? And now it's kind of looking like we just formed a right lower high, like we went to 58K one last time before we descended down to 30K. And it's kind of what I'm seeing here. I I think Ethereum is going to work its way down to like 0.06. And then ultimately land around 0.046. That would be a 382 Fibonacci pull all the way from the bottom to the high, pretty much. So it makes sense on a giant macro scale. And we have a lot of past um, support and resistance. And that's our most recent as well, 0.046. So I'm looking at 0.06 and 0.046. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we start smashing below 0.065, and point like from pretty much from there to point zero six, um, if we close below that level, then absolutely we'd be heading into that force point zero four six kind of region. The one thing that I can say is like the triangle on the wolf pack hasn't broken yet, which is a bit of a better indicator a lot of times than like you know a triangle on price action because technically this is still a bull flag, um, even though there was divergence on the break here. Every other candle has come up to more of an ascending type of triangle, right? And I mean, it would still be technical bull flag as far as that goes, you know, regardless of if it's rising, ascending, or whatever. But there's bullish divergence and there's bearish divergence. So, I mean, it's kind of a shot in the dark, you know? I would say, like, it depends what happens with BTC. Because if BTC starts pumping... um, you know, and ETH doesn't really pump, then absolutely we can have this price fall, but the dollar value kind of stays around 2000. Essentially, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll just, it'll just uh, balance out against the price of BTC. Well, see, Ethereum has been uh, the damn Hulk through all of this, I tell you, though. Mm-hmm. Super strong. Absolutely. And this could be, I mean, you know, it would, if it does break down, and come back into the 0.05, 0.046 kind of region, um, it would be almost a perfect cup and handle at the same time. Which, I mean, yep. overall, you know, if we break below five, we're probably coming back to 0037 kind of deal down here. That would still give us a higher low. It would yep. still be part of a cup and handle. Um, that converging wave for the previous divergences, yada, yada, yada. Beautiful. Yeah. But I do, I do see what you're saying. Um, this could potentially be quite bearish, or it could be actually, it could actually be quite good too. El Barto, does that look yeah. like El Barto a little bit? It does look like El Barto, doesn't it? 
And Elbarto takes us back down into there. Depending I on- just point this out particular too, because it's like what goes up quickly oftentimes come down, comes down quickly or fully retraces. It just takes time, you know? So like that, that went up so quick that if we break down from like 0.06, then I think there's nothing stopping us till like 0.047 ish. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, pretty bad. That, that would be pretty dang bad for the alts in general. It would. It absolutely would. Um, like I said, yeah, I think this triangle though, Wolfpack triangle, um, mm-hmm. will be the true kind of indicator here of when and where we're going to break. If we can, if, you know, we found support technically. We've, we're still kind of, you know, diverging down on the shorter time frames. We can see lower lows. We can see higher lows here. If we were to come down into the six hour, it's much clearer divergence. Um, technically, converging wave from these previous bottoms, kind of thing. So, still hope. You know, could get shitty going into the weekend. Nothing certain for sure. But the, the the one big thing that, like I said, like this, if it is an ascending triangle, it would make a lot of sense because like, yes, we pushed through, but we did it with divergence. And then and then it just like wiggled its way back into the triangle. You see what I'm saying? I'm seeing what you're saying. Sheesh. God. Uh, oh, that's the wrong thing. Any other altcoins that you've kind of been keeping your eye on? Anything particularly? I mean, I have pretty much any of them mapped out that I would look at, but I'm just not. <laughs> Honestly, that's the beauty of the triple confirmation, man. I haven't really been looking at it. <laughs> I mapped them all out like a week and a half ago. And when I know everything is so far off from TCing up on the higher time frames that I j- it's been kind of nice. Just not even really taking a look at them. <laughs> sure. I'm letting it play out. So, yeah, absolutely, man. I was so- yeah. I think just the most major coins in particular that have more bullish looking charts. Uh, it's like coins like ADA. They're like, oh my God, I can get ADA at 50 cents and it was $3 or whatever. And yeah. just remembering that. I mean, like if this is a, if this is going to be bearish times for a while, yeah, then the innovate, the innovative projects are the ones that are going to succeed in the end. Right. So some projects just don't come back. Look at, look at Neo. Neo had its run in 2018 and it never got back there again. You know, so it's just reminding myself that like Ada's not a blue chip. It hasn't, they haven't done a damn thing in a long time, really. And what didn't they have Sunday swap and that, that went all to hell. So it's just from, it's just trying to pick or or, uh, figure out which projects are going to have staying power. And my, my projects I have some interest in are like Adam, Avax, Crow, uh, Dot, Link, Loopring, Matic, even Solana, but I think that's going to go lower than people expect. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like that list, though. Those are all solid, solid picks, I think. Mm. Gala, I read, too. I read that um, a lot of Wall Street guys are really bullish on Solana, actually. Mm. The reasoning, I cannot recall, but there's something about just the way the technology works, how it opens things up for other coins and stuff like that it's like or that was just a beautifully written advertisement for you to think (laughs) it could have been you never know Uh um absolutely i mean since that article we've only gone down so (laughs) yeah i I have a feeling people are going to get amazed at the price of solana they're going to be able to get like i I think getting a 20 dollars solana is definitely possible it's going to take the rest of everything though right like it, it won't just 
solely, you know, fall out of the sky like Luna. Well, yeah, we, we, we must never talk of that again. <laughs> no one wants to get Lunaed. I literally uh, pulled a... Was that, what was that Legend of Zelda game where the moon's falling into the earth? Uh, Majora's Mask. Yes. <laughs> Majora's Mask death. Uh-huh. Literally just wrecked out of the earth. And it's ironic, it's called Luna. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one thing I want to mention just to make it easy, uh, final TA is what Bitcoin's doing right now. We got uh, focusing on the weekly close from last summer in June 2021 at like 28,800. That's on Coinbase. It depends what you know exchange, but I'm sure they're roughly pretty close. About 28.8. Let's see if we can keep that weekly closed above it. Because uh, last week, we obviously wicked way down below there, like 25-something, right? And then got bought up a bunch. Let's see if we can hold that. Because if we don't, that's pretty ugly for the bulls. I mean, not <laughs> they, bulls don't have much to cheer about as it is. But that would be except, uh, especially ugly. So we'll see if they hold 28.8. Yeah, I mean, this weekly candle, just, just as it is itself, is pretty gnarly, right? Like... This will be the first kind of lower low candle close that we've had since before 2021. So that's kind of poo-poo. But I don't believe that we have a four-day close or a daily close. You know, and that, uh, sorry, we do, but not on total three. It's only on BTC. So I don't know if it's just like a, you know, a way that the market makers are using to try and push people out. Because usually, you know, a lower low on the weekly um, would happen both on BTC and the rest of the altcoins. It wouldn't just be BTC, you know. So maybe there's weakness in that. I could see it. Ooh, speaking of speaking of altcoins, how about the best hedge possible in the market right now? That TC, TC baby, baby. Ooh, TC just absolutely crushing. It, I I I posted a chart of weekly. Tactical analysis of TCC slash AVAX, the valuation, right? And it's literally just six big green candles. Yeah, buddy. It's only and the alpha's not even released. Yeah, that's the belief in the project. I love it. You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> we, we, we know what's coming. We know what's coming. Other people are seeing what's coming. And uh, eventually the FOMO will set Absolutely, in. man. I mean, the the you know the fact that we're growing in the way that we're growing and we don't like the rest of the market is just in turmoil you know no one's paying attention no one's putting in new money it uh it's a very good sign for us absolutely if you guys do not know what we're talking about triple confirmation coin my friends go check it out on tripleconfirmation.com all the details you'll find over there so make sure to do that you suckers you know, you know, just having the possibility of making money, no matter if it goes up or down, that's the beauty because you just, that's how it's going to work. Got to love it. You know, yes, sir. Who cares what direction the market goes? Exactly. Exactly. So great. Appreciate everyone coming out today and making the time to listen. Hopefully you guys have yourself a great rest of your weekend and we'll see you guys on Monday. Ciao.